Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right here on WTF Friday. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a week it was and oh baby what a week it was. And now here we are on WTF Friday here on In Black and Right and Yeah, we certainly have had a lot to talk about this week, for sure. Um, Yes, of course, Tuesday was a big night with Liz Cheney getting her ever-loving butt kicked uh, politically, losing by 38 points, and having clueless Joe Biden even calling her to be, you know, to console her and, oh, well, poor Liz. She only did it to herself. She slit her own throat politically, and her her narcissistic, sociopathic obsession, uh, obsessive personality, trying to get rid of Donald Trump is what did her in. Wyoming is not the kind of place to do that, Liz. Okay, it's just not. It's just not there. It's just not cool. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, there's certainly that. Um, and before we get into some of the other news of the past, though, I'd say 24 hours or so, uh, check us out at inblackandright.net. I have to give a huge thanks uh, to folks who are joining us on our other social platforms, uh, including Instagram, Getter, and True Patriot Network, uh, which is a new uh, up-and-coming social media platform uh, based here in beautiful Florida and is very committed to free speech. None of this nonsensical uh, shadow banning and and all the other things that you get from Twitter, Facebook. I mean, even I've been tagged on Facebook lately. Apparently, they don't seem to like me doing my live stream. So I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll find somewhere else. It's all good. Might have to wait a little bit, but it's okay. And also, if you want to send us uh, comments, questions, hate mail, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll deal with it because there's nearly nothing that you can tell me that I haven't heard before, at least in one form or another, uh, in blackandright at gmail.com. Well, folks, this is pretty wild. Of course, the big news yesterday was out of West Palm Beach, the hearing Uh, to see about unsealing the affidavit which led to the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. Well, yeah, we saw what happened there. Now, the judge, judge, the magistrate, uh, Bruce Reinhardt, who really, frankly, should have recused himself given what they've discovered about him, Uh, Obama supporter, hates Trump, blah, 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 The man was biased as hell, but it's okay. Uh, So he said that, you know, the federal government has one week to submit the proposed redactions to the report. 
he said that some of it should be unredacted, but apparently not all of it. Now, the problem is, what parts are going to be redacted? Hmm, well, I'm thinking maybe, you know, the names of the people uh, named who pretty much told the FBI, I mean, these human informants and intelligence assets. Mm, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Should that all get out, if it's ever completely unredacted and completely unsealed, yeah, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, the Justice Department did their usual legalese song and dance. Yeah, oh, we have to protect the, the integrity of the investigation. Really? Are you freaking serious? You don't have a freaking case. You don't. But, you know, because now, destroying Trump, destroying his supporters, America First, MAGA, the MAGA movement. Yeah, that is the top priority of this, of this Justice Department. I mean, think about it. It's weird. Merrick Garland has already had articles impeachment filed against him by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, you tell me, folks, and... I mean, I have my opinion, yes, but when you have a district, uh, when you have a, not a district attorney, an attorney general, especially the attorney general of the whole United States, picking and choosing what laws he or she will uh, enforce. You won't enforce the law stopping protesters outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices. We can't have that. They're peaceful protesters. B.S. Yeah, they're so peaceful that one clown even tried to assassinate uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and his family. And they've called for the assassination of Clarence Thomas. Frankly, the most brilliant judicial mind that I've seen in the last 30 years or so. So no, but we have to go after those Dang, parents, they're annoying, they're dangerous, they're screaming at school boards. It's like, so the hell what? Sue, I'm sorry, I'm going to be just a little, I'm just going to be kind of salty today. The fact that parents got pissed off at school boards led to Virginia 2021. That was a red wave. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, and Attorney General, along with seats uh, in the Virginia House of Delegates, and in the Virginia State Senate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. And now, yesterday, uh, doing that story about an ad by uh, the, New Jersey NE, the New Jersey chapter of the uh, National Education Association, that people who are opposing CRT and gender identity, they're extremists. They're extremists. These people are straight from the pit of hell. And what they're spewing is exactly why you had a Virginia in 2021. Why you have school board elections and people who are running for school boards. They're all over the country. Moms, moms groups. God bless those wonderful moms. Moms for America. Moms for Liberty. And they're being treated like they are just these women in camo carrying AR-15s. Police.
The National School Board Association even wanted to ask for military police protection at school boards. You people are wusses. Absolute spineless wusses. If you can't handle, as an elected public official, a little heat because you're stupid and people are calling you out on it, you never should have run in the first damn place. You know, oh no, they're threatening us. It's like, oh, for heaven's sakes. I have not seen one school board meeting that where anybody is carrying some kind of a gun or a weapon. Yeah, now, of course, you'll have uh, local police, county sheriffs, whatever, and, you know, they're there. That's fine. But asking for the military? That's way, way over the top. I mean, that's paranoia on steroids. They don't want you dead. They just want you gone out of office. My gosh, I get so tired of listening to these mealy-mouthed elitists most of them being white, uh, school board people, these education establishment types, they're part of the cartel. And frankly, I'm, I'm tired. Parents are tired. And I don't even have kids of my own. But parents are tired. They're tired of getting their kids brainwashed. And now with school starting, I mean, we've got schools starting up here in Florida and other parts of the country will be Either they've already started or they'll be starting up right after Labor Day. Uh, but yeah, gear education, cartel, establishment, teachers unions, and whatever. Parents still rule. And no matter what threats that you send to them of sending out the, the FBI or some type of law enforcement, you're still in danger of losing your political office. They're going to vote. Mama bears, papa bears are voters. And uh, if you start treating them and talking down to them, like these poor peasants, go eat, you know, let them eat cake. The second you go down that road, you have essentially started the clock ticking to getting your sorry ass voted out. It's that simple. Oh, it just drives me crazy. I mean, you want to talk about educational stupidity? Boy, have I got a story for you. In Minneapolis, yes, Minneapolis, the place where George, George Floyd was died, where he was killed, essentially, by the cops and all the riots and essentially treating George Floyd as if he was some kind of of, of deity or he's like or, or a saint you know Saint George Floyd who was nothing it was nowhere close to it but now here's stupid the late great Rush Limbaugh had a great saying that I've remembered for years demonstrating absurdity by being absurd and this story out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, absolutely does it. And this is from Fox News just a couple days ago. Minneapolis Teachers Union's agreement protecting minorities from layoffs faces outcry on Twitter. Illegal. And yes, and people haven't heard this story. I mean, it, it hasn't gotten that much attention, I don't think. But yes, 
the Minneapolis Teachers Union apparently uh, came up with some agreement to try to put an end to a strike, a teacher's strike in the city, and yet it said, and it apparently was agreed to, that in the case of teachers' layoffs, white teachers, regardless of their seniority, have to be laid off first. Those who are minorities, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, whatever, they get protection. They are on the bottom of the list. So if you're a white teacher in Minneapolis and you are, say, been a teacher for 20 years, 30 years, you would be on the chopping block first as opposed to, say, a teacher who happens to be maybe Hispanic who's only been teaching for five years. So in other words, the idiots in the Minneapolis school district are trying to fight racism with racism. Essentially, it's affirmative action meets the twilight zone. So yes, there are people who are mad. I mean, it's illegal, it's discriminatory, but but we have to we have to just make sure that the underrepresented oh god. <laughs> this makes me puke. It absolutely makes me puke. And I came from a family on my father's side who had four. I tell you four teachers and I come and education was highly stressed highly stressed in my family it was kind of rough to be under that kind of pressure especially when you've got four teachers but I turned out to I learned as I got older I was grateful for that because they had expectations for me and I'm grateful for that but, oh my goodness, folks, this is crazy. I mean, I, ugh. And, and, and there are people who are furious across the entire spectrum. White folks, black folks, Hispanic folks, they're all ticked. But let me just play this one little bit of an interview that Brian Kilmeade of Fox had. Two of the people in... Uh that Mr. Kilmeade interviewed were both from the city of Minneapolis. One is an attorney. One is a former political uh, official. Both are black. And what they said will, is just absolutely ridiculous. So, well, they what they said wasn't ridiculous. They thought the whole idea of doing this sort of very illegal and very blatant form of racism was just plain wrong and they were and they were correct in doing so so I want to play a little bit of this because I want you to hear this from a, a black perspective and what they did so uh, this is the interview that Brian Kilmeade had uh, with these two folks There was a time in this country where, you go way back, there was slavery, then there was segregation, 
Is this just balancing the uh, rebalancing the scales? Well, you just you cannot solve past discrimination with more discrimination. Racism in and of itself is evil. It's wrong, and it's illegal. If people really did discriminate against teachers like the Minneapolis public schools admit they have done, then they need to remedy that and not and, and fix that and punish the people who are discriminating and not innocent teachers. This causes resentment amongst people of color. These same unions and people like to say it's outside white people, other people causing discrimination against us. Well, really, these policies, no matter what their intent, make it look like we are stupid and dumb and that we can't compete in the marketplace. Right. They make people more racist and right and life harder for me and my kids and people who look like me. Yep. I, I think that explains it quite well. Uh, forgive me, the sound wasn't all that great on that, but uh, I hope you, I hope at least you caught the heart of it. This is wrong. This is wrong. You cannot combat racism with more racism. I mean, you can't, I mean, it was bad enough having to deal with affirmative action. That was horrible. Absolutely horrible what happened. But yes, it was crazy. It was affirmative action was wrong when it started, even though, yeah, its heart might have been in the right place, but its head wasn't even in the neighborhood. So, yeah, this is not going to be fun. And the Minneapolis school board and the school district has some serious explaining to do. I mean, you've already had problems with the death of George Floyd, the riots that were going on in his name. So yeah, that was pretty stupid. So there's there was that, but one of there are some other things that I wanted to get into. There's something else that just blows my mind. Now, listening, even though I really forgot to take my Advil before I listened to MSLSD, I don't know what it is with these yahoos in the media with this obsession, especially MSLSD, with talking about, oh, we have a civil war. We have a civil war going on. They're threatening the FBI. We ha we're having a civil war. And Trump and his supporters, they're dangerous, blah, blah. I'm like, once again, there is a reason why I call them MSLSD. Because they are nuts. They are, they are nothing more than a, a, a group therapy, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I'm, I'm so tongue-tied when I think about how dumb this is. The MSLSD crowd are essentially uh, a group of folks in need of therapy and all they're lacking is a psychiatrist because some of the things they come up with are so incredibly stupid. Now they're talking, I mean, it's, I've heard it from uh, J Morning Joe and Morning Mika, which I'm glad I don't watch in the morning because I've already had a few bad starts to some mornings lately. Uh, and of course, listening, there was the readout, but uh, there was no Joy Reid, but there was Tiffany Cross, which is Psycho Joy Reid light. I'm talking about a civil war is here. A civil war is here. I said, really? I haven't seen any secessions going on. I haven't seen anybody who is a sta an emotionally stable American 
Now there are some goofballs who are way out there, but I will never, I have never, support any type of violence against the FBI and the DOJ or any law enforcement. All the way down to county sheriffs and municipal police departments, I do not condone that. Yes, the FBI and the DOJ are jerks. They are acting no better than the old KGB in the Soviet Union. Yes, they are just gone a little too far and to the point now where they're going after a former president in his home. But there's an interesting story, I hope you can find it on just the news.com, uh, I've seen it there, where an old case of people, find, uh, of federal agents who were finding uh, tapes and other material in Bill Clinton's sock drawer? Hmm, yeah, that just might, that, that's kind of like, hmm, okay, here you have a Democrat president having his home uh, searched and they're finding, uh, they're finding government material. I mean, it might be classified, might not have been, but that's not the point. There is precedent here. Now, the problem is, because people like Bill Clinton a whole lot more than they like Trump over at the FBI and the DOJ, you know, that's political bias. But, if there's, I mean, there have been over a dozen FBI agents who have become whistleblowers, uh, 14 I believe is the number currently, uh, there might have been more, I don't know. But they're going to people like Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio or Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. They're going to their offices. They are absolutely blowing the lid on the leadership. Yes, and I'm, and I'm putting an emphasis on leadership, but I'm not going to exclude the rank and file because you'll find dirty cops at all ranks everywhere. Now, I mean, now granted, they, they are the exception, not the rule, but to say that, oh, you know, listening to Merrick Garland last week with his, ugh, pontificating and self-righteous sanctimony of, well, the, the integrity of the men and women of the FBI. The integrity of the men and women of the FBI is pretty much hemorrhaging. They're bleeding out. They're bleeding out big time. And people still remember things like the phony FISA warrants that were obtained by calling false information verified. That's James Comey's watch, baby. Christopher Ray is no better and no different. He's snarky. He is just too into himself. He's like too cool for school. And when he goes for oversight in... Uh, to con to the congressional committees in the House and the Senate. Yeah, he's just like, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The laptop from hell? Yeah, right. The FBI has had Hunter Biden's laptop since 2019, folks. 2019. That's three years. And you haven't done anything with it in three years? The investigation is like, what? I'm sorry, Chris Ray. Uh, you're a liar and you're a jerk. And this is why people in this country cannot stand the FBI. Now, I'm not going to threaten 
the FBI, but I will call them out to be held to account for all the crap that they've done. They need to be dismantled and defunded. Now, come next year, when the new Congress takes over, in the House, because that's where the purse strings are when it comes to the appropriations process, there better be some damn Republicans with a spine to say, hey, before we give the FBI a dime, or the Department of Justice a dime, they need to show up the whole stinking political leadership of these agencies, and you need to answer some dang questions before the purse strings of the American public are going to be open for you. I mean, good grief, we have this, ugh, this joke of a bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, which isn't going to be reducing inflation. I mean, there have been at least 300 economists have said, uh, this is a joke. That's not going to reduce anything. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, you know, come the appropriations process, because the FBI and the DOJ and the impeachment of Merrick Garland, and there needs to be other impeachment of Mayuckas over at Homeland Security. But the problem is, it's not really going to be the House, I don't think. It's going to be the Senate, which means Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be fun dealing with that joker. I mean, I'm more concerned about the Senate than I am the House. But I'll guarantee you, the establishment types like McConnell and others are going to do everything they possibly can to stop this red wave. They are. They're doing MAGA candidates all over the country. I mean, the next set of primaries are on Tuesday. And that's going to be Florida, my beloved new home, and parts of New York State for congressional seats. And I can assure you the GOP establishment does not want any of these MAGA candidates to succeed. They tried in Arizona and failed. The McCain Mafia came up way short in spite of their efforts. You had it going on in Michigan. You have it going on in Pennsylvania. Now, Florida, there are going to be some spots in Florida. I mean, but we got to remember, folks, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you got to remember, vote, vote, and vote. I mean, don't just, you know, throw in, don't, don't pull a 2,000 mules. But vote. Get out there and let your voice be heard. I've said this ever since January. Be a voice this year. Your vote is your voice to tell the establishment of both parties, the uniparty, essentially, to tell them, screw you, leave my life alone, do your job, and protect this country. Because they're not doing it. They're not. The border is still a mess. The July numbers for the number of crossings and engagements is out and it is up again wreck another record amount another record amount and yet oh we have to let these people in because we need to be compassionate it's like compassion only goes but so far okay it only goes but so far 
And the fact that Texas, I mean, it's kind of political theater in, a, in one way because uh, Governor Abbott, don't worry about sending buses to New York and pissing off their idiot mayor. Do what Arizona's doing. Now, in the case of Doug Ducey, because he's term limited out and he wants to run in 2024 against Kristen Cinema, but yet, and now he's trying to make himself look tough on the border. He won't declare an invasion. He won't go that far. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the spine for it. And apparently, for whatever reason, neither does Governor Abbott of Texas, which is a head-scratcher to me. But there are folks in Texas that I met when I was in Dallas for CPAC who had their own ideas about why uh, Governor Abbott won't use the I-word, uh, declare an invasion, use his powers under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. Uh, nobody really knows. But... What really cracks me up about this is there is just too much wackiness going on. It's like, it's almost like, you know, squirrels everywhere. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. When it's, there are a lot of distractions, a lot of noise. But the signal is we are currently being invaded in this country. The southern border is a straight up mess. And if we're not going to take border security seriously, if we're not going to take American sovereignty seriously, then we might as well just pack up shop. Because Biden and his open borders crowd, which does include some Republicans, just don't get it. They don't give a rat's ass about the American people. When we, the, when we American citizens, are dealing with obscene gas prices, obscene food prices, even being able to find certain things. I mean, it's still it's still pretty tough to get baby formula. It's still pretty tough. So that's not exactly done away with. So yeah, we've got problems. We've got plenty of problems. Supply chain issues still. And all of that. This is just crazy. And yet, we're supposed to be okay and voting for the very same people who caused this craziness and chaos? Yeah, okay. These people are really thinking that the American people are that stupid. While in the shadows, in the background, the FBI, the DOJ, other agencies, they're okay with this. The administrative deep state, they're okay with this. And I know it's like, well, you're starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist. And I say, and people like that, I said, then you just basically want to be sheep. And on top of that, dumb sheep. I'm an informed one. Okay, so just stop it right there and start using your brain instead of sitting on them. So, yeah, but... That's going to be, we're going to be talking about that for quite a while. But one last thing I wanted to get into today, because this is personal for me. Now, this is an article from The Blaze, and it talks about Portland, Oregon. And it's a place 
that used to be near and dear to my heart before it was turned into a cesspool and a hellhole. I lived there for over 40 years. I have family that still lives there, including my 83-year-old 83 83 mom and various and sundry others. But this, when I read the headline on the blaze, at wit's end, Portland sees exodus of families chased out by the city's growing homeless camps. And I can attest to that. I went home last year to visit my family in June of 2021. And as I went around the city, I thought, oh man, this is worse than when I even left. It was horrible. I didn't go anywhere near downtown Portland, which is something I used to love to do whenever I came for a visit. It's now turned into breeding ground where Antifa, BLM, and other socialist whack jobs and anarchists, they're breeding like cockroaches down here in Florida. <laughs> and believe me, we got a lot down here. But it was just sad because these camps all over I go along the city's main thoroughfares, the main freeways, Interstate 5, Interstate 84, Interstate 205, Highway 26. I mean, it they are everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. And I just thought, and I even saw camps in getting dangerously close to where my mother lives. Now, I thought, okay, this is just not cool. And so many people are just done. I mean, you see homeless folks in, in front of businesses, in city parks, in near schools, you know, with the drugs and everything else, the unsanitary conditions. It's awful. Uh, crime, carjackings, break-ins, home invasions. I mean, name the crime. And it's up in Portland. And the feckless, ineffective leadership of the city of Portland, including its mayor, brain-dead Ted Wheeler, who, by the way, actually was born in Portland. So I'm like, wow, Ted, you foobarred your own hometown? Phew! Yeah, so, uh, so how's life uh, there? Uh, living in being the mayor and the leader of a hellhole city. It's a cesspool. And families are done. They're tired of it. They're sick and tired of having their kid exposing their families, their kids, especially when you've got these camps in residential neighborhoods, to people who aren't exactly running on all cylinders. Downtown's a mess. But not because it's just not just the homeless population, but it's also Antifa and BLM and their rioting and their anarchy and chaos. I, I do not want to ever go back to Portland. It was such a beautiful place. And to think just decades earlier, Portland was considered the most livable city in the entire United States. Now it's one of the worst. It's a hellhole. And because we've got leadership that's supposedly woke and stupid, 
uh, yeah, I mean, that's only one part. I mean, it's not just war, you know, it looks like urban warfare. It really does. The, the, the homeless camps, the tents, uh, I mean, everything. It, it, it's such a mind blower. I can't even grasp my brain around it. But yeah, this is exactly what happens. Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, other cities with huge homeless populations. It's not about compassion. We've tried that. We've thrown money at it. But no. You know, no. I mean, they've got right now in New York City trying to get thousands of hotel rooms for all of these bust-in immigrants. I mean, and New York's got some great hotels. Luxury hotels. Now, the Plaza, the Waldorf Astoria, other hotels. And they can't seem to get them? Well, hmm. Well, isn't that interesting to the to Eric Adams, the bald black buffoon who runs that city? Yeah, life is rough, baby. Deal with it. Be a leader. But, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I mean, there's going to be plenty of things to talk about over the next little bit. But I'll tell you what. This, it's we're We're really at a, I guess I would call it a strategic inflection point. Because either come November, we start getting people who are real people, real Americans, who haven't got these whacked out agendas, who have common sense, who want to put America first, and I mean all the way down, not just the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, but governorships, state legislators, county commissioners, mayors, city councils, you name it. It's up and down the whole spectrum. Getting people with brains in school boards who don't want to become groomers and tell kids that you know about CRT and gender ideology instead of reading writing and arithmetic make them competitive in the 21st century techno in the 21st century economy my gosh people we this is turning into WTF even faster than even I thought and I kind of wish I was wrong but I can't hide from reality. I just can't. And neither should, neither should anybody else. If they want to live in their nice, woke, delusional, leftist utopia, fine. But reality doesn't discriminate. It'll punch anybody in the face. And if you just, and if you all of a sudden wake up and discover that, nope, can't deal with it. It's like, what did we do? It's going to be way too little and far too late. So we've got a chance, my friends. We have a chance to do some good things on all levels. Local, state, federal. And we cannot, we cannot rest on our laurels now. Primary season will, will be over in just a few weeks. Now, it's important right now because on the 23rd we've got the Florida primary and a primary and primaries in New York State for uh, certain uh, congressional seats and, and other things as well so yes 
It's not, now is not the time to rest on our laurels. It's time to wake up, stay sharp, stay informed, and stay in the fight. Because if not us, who? If not now, when? Can't say it better than that. So, my friends, have yourself a great Friday. Going to call it a day. I have a feeling I'm going to be working the weekend as well. So, we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff. Now, this weekend, I highly recommend uh, Mike Lindell of My Pillow Fame is doing the Moment of Truth Summit. It's going to be live streamed on his Frank Speech app. Also, uh, on Getter and many other places where you can watch it. I highly recommend it. It is his greatest presentation of why voting machines are awful and how the election was stolen. And yes, 2020 was stolen. Biden is illegitimate. And if you've got a problem with that, get over it fast because I am not changing my mind given the evidence I've seen. So... Have a great weekend. Watch that, my friends. August 20th and 21st. Uh, it's available in a lot of places. So, please do. I highly recommend it. I'll be watching some of it myself. So, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care of yourselves. God bless. And remember, patriots still come in all colors. <laughs>